Um, hi! Hello! <laughs> I'm not including any of that about my hot hands. Um, so, we are here today on a new side quest to address the tropes of JRPGs that we just accept. This is... Mostly not the tropes that we talk about in Roundup episodes. Mm -hmm. This is more... These are the fabric of a JRPG. They are so a part of the nature of the beast that you don't even question them like anymore. cotton. The fabric of our lives. But I do think it will also be fun to talk about the occasional times that games create an exception to these rules. Mm -hmm. Because that's interesting too. Let's start with... Monsters drop money. Yeah. In so, 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 in 90% of JRPGs, You're right. when you beat an enemy, you get experience, and you get some money. Money. Because apparently, that dinosaur you just beat the stuffing out of had its purse <laughs> with it. Right. And we don't question it. Like, yeah, of course I got money. Now, there are games that get around it. Right. Russ, can you think of one? Final Fantasy Twelve. How does Final Fantasy XII get around monsters dropping money? Because monsters drop uh, parts. A wolf drops wolf fur, and a rabbit drops rabbit fur, and a snake drops And then a you sell that skin, for money. And then you sell that for money. That is one way around it. Another way around it is the Trails series, mm -hmm. where monsters drop sepith, which is crystals. Yes, and crystals. eventually, uh, in the later parts of the franchise... They drop Sepith masses, which is just directly converted yeah, to money. They have, like, no elemental You can't use value. them for anything else. Yeah. Uh, in the earlier games, uh, they drop specific Sepith that right. you can either use to upgrade your stuff or you can sell right. for a really good price. And it even makes sense. What I, what I like about it in Trails is that it even makes sense in the series. They've even given an explanation for it that monsters are drawn to Sepith. That like the that like the energy from the elements in the sepith like draws monsters, so I guess monsters just kind of like run around and chew on it or whatever. Sure. And then they just have some, or they just like have some in their fur. Because every time you beat the monster, then you have to gut it so yeah, you can see it if it ate anything <laughs> worthwhile. Can you think of another game that gets around monsters drop money? There's a big one. Yeah, I I know there's a ton. Um, there's a very important one. There's an important one. What's an important... What is an important RPG? It would be one that could create a lifelong friendship. <laughs> like Earthbound. There you go. Yeah. How does Earthbound get around Earthbound it? Earthbound handles it by... Your dad just gives you an allowance based on the monsters you fight, essentially. Because it's in a more he's modern like, setting. He's like, hey, yeah, you've, you've beaten up a lot of those critters out there i'm gonna fill up your atm car i'm gonna fill up your bank account and you can get some money out of the atm which is yeah which is another fun way yeah, around cute. monsters dropping money right. uh there are probably other examples those are ironically it would make sense if some of those like crazy people that you fight drop money but sure it's still just your dad the possessed giving people you the money yeah. well because you don't kill them you return them to you normal return them to normal absolutely so another big trope Walking into strangers' houses, yeah. taking their stuff, talking to them, poking around in corners, reading the books in their library. Yeah. Almost never do you walk into a random house in a JRPG <laughs> and they go, Hey, what are you doing? This is my house. 
you can walk up to them while they're cooking in the kitchen and they're just like, I can't believe the mayor used to be a knight. <laughs> Maybe that's just how things worked in olden times. You walk into their bedroom and, gosh, the the shopkeeper sure has been acting weird lately <laughs> since he married that woman who came from out of town. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. There are occasional... But even in games where there is a reaction, it's not everybody has a reaction. Right. Yeah. It's like Robotrek had this. It had yeah, one that, house that where you boy, walked in, yeah. and the little boy's like, "What are you doing in my house?" Yeah. And I'm like, "You're not supposed to stop me from going into houses." <laughs> it's this is a this is a little weird that it became such a huge part of it. Like they don't notice when you take their treasure chests, yeah. or it's weird that it is still just normal in modern games. Yeah, you'd think they would have smoothed that out. Like, we can talk to NPCs on the street, or we could knock on the door and they come to the door. Like, the fact that the the NPCs in the Trail series just don't care that you barge into the mayor's house and you just interrupt his dinner. And And he's like, Timmy Timmy didn't do his homework today. (laughs) Okay? Paying for equipment, even if you're the legendary prophesied hero and the world's only hope. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Even in a game where you are widely acknowledged, you are the hero, you will save us all. I've got a really good sword if you've got five million gold. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm sorry, what happens if I don't that's save the world? Like the- oh, we'll all be killed, but I need that money. Yeah, code of a merchant. That's just capitalism. Well, and also, the further away you get from home, the better the equipment yeah. is. True. A hero is never born or starts his adventure in the last town. Right. It's never the great evil is right up that hill. Do you want this Excalibur for five billion gold? <laughs> Teenagers saving the world. Yeah, uh, I know. This Russ, one you talk about it. You take it. Oliver. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. I understand it. Now, where I would like to play as a 30-something or 40-something just trying to get through their life and save the world at the same time, I think that would be nifty. I get it. And Trails in the Sky, when I first played it, is the game that made me get it. Like, understand why it's always teenagers saving the world. And it's because as you go around Trails in the Sky, you are learning about so much of the world for the first time as Estelle and Joshua. So if we were Cassius, if we were 45-year-old Cassius traveling around the world, we would just have to know all of this stuff already. We would have to know all of the politics and all of the factions and all of this and that and the other. But as teenagers, we get to, playing as teenagers, we as the audience get to experience it with the characters for the first time. (laughs) So it doesn't bother me as much as it used to, and it's actually thanks to trails in the sky i still feel that's a little bit of a cop-out because first of all final fantasy 7 which we don't sing the praises of very often but like final fantasy 7 introduces you to a lot of the game mechanics by having cloud tell other people because i'm an experienced fighter so let me tell you how this works and we learn it that way yeah also there's no reason why you couldn't be a 30 40 year old man and have a teenage sidekick you were explaining the world to. True, that's true. So I think 
I, I think if it's being used primarily for a storytelling purpose, it's a little lazy to always use it. Uh, but there also just seems to be something in Japanese culture. Well, there is, because I've, I've read about this before. The, so much like anime takes place in high schools, because high school is like the last definitive like shared experience of everyone in society. So everybody can get like this is what it was like in high school. You told me about Final Fantasy twelve once and how originally Yes, originally in Final Fantasy twelve, Bosch, the thirty something year old knight, was supposed to be the main character, and he did not test well with with Japanese audiences and they wanted a young, plucky, um twink porn star looking uh 17 year old boy <laughs> to be the main character and that's how we got Vaughn um even though Ash is really the main character of that game but yes that is that is true is that it was supposed to be a story about Bosch the old grizzled soldier um and then they needed like a POV character so at this point it's boy. not even about narrative ease although sometimes it probably is it's not even about um shared experience although surely sometimes that's the case mm -hmm. for the writers i think it's honestly it's because of various reasons it has become such a part of the nature of the beast right that you can't even get away from it now well that's true that's true in not to go off on another tangent but that's why there's so much cute girls doing cute things anime as well because it's just what sells it's just what people want to see so if as an uh, anime or manga creator you want to write about, you know, your motorcycle club, well, you can do that as long as all the members of the motorcycle club are adorable, adorable teenage girls. girls. Or camping. There's a camping one that's out now. It's, it's literally just about camping. While you're off on this tangent, will you tell the audience at home your favorite genres of anime? My favorite genres of anime. Your favorite genre is girls doing their best. Oh, yes. My favorite genre is, is girls doing their best. Young women doing their best. That's, yeah. that's the first thing Russ looks for in a new anime. Yes. Is, is it about young women doing their best? Yes, I love that. Okay, so this next trope is a little deeper. And maybe I'm not even making sense, so you can okay. stop me. Everything you encounter in the world revolves around you. For example, if you enter a town and there's a group of people protesting the mayor's tax policies, mm -hmm. say, sooner or later, you know you will be involved in it on one side or the other. Right. Sooner or later, you will be called upon to either help the mayor quell the town or mm -hmm. get the mayor to lower his taxes or whatever. Nothing exciting or world-changing can happen without your involvement. <laughs> right. you, true. You never... Say you're five towns away from your hometown. An army doesn't come in, burn down your hometown, and then run away, and you don't hear about it unless you happen to go back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everything that happens in this world revolves around you to some extent. Yeah. True. Nothing can happen without you. Um, I just... And that, that's one of the reasons why I talked once before about the desert city in the Dragon Quest series and how it mm -hmm. captured my imagination. And it's because 
I didn't watch it get destroyed. Yeah. It wasn't destroyed when I was a kid and everybody's talking about it. It's just, it's a ruin that you come across. Like, this ruin had nothing to do with me. That's so weird. Yeah. Some might say that in some RPGs, you are the one that brings that ruination sure. to the town because Certainly. you got involved and everything would have been fine. Now, I think... God, we've been talking about the Trail series so much lately. But I think the Trail series does get away from this a little bit in that NPCs all have their own life story going on. Yeah. You can play through a Trails game and never know what's going on. But there are... Uh, I don't want to do the family with marital difficulties again. I've done that one. Uh, Ricky and Anton. Yeah. Ricky and Anton are popular NPCs in the Trail series. They go on their own adventures. They've got their they got this whole in every game. They've got a whole storyline going on with them, and you never have to talk to them. Yeah. Their story continues without you. Yeah. I would like to see more of that in games where if you want to experience the full story, you got to really look work for it. Or maybe it's impossible to get the full yeah. story. Which leaves hooks for imagination. That's neat, yeah. Here's one that surprised me. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is the last one I've got written, so hopefully you've got a couple in your back pocket. But uh, there are never any atheists in a JRPG. <laughs> right. Yeah, this this is related to the big one that I was thinking of is that pretty much all the time whatever like whether it's religion or just like folklore legends or whatever they're always true. Yes. They're always true. Nothing is ever just myth or legend or folklore. There really is a demon king. There, there really is a magical wolf that watches over right, the town. Exactly. There really is a magical cloak. There, re it all really exists. I feel like I dimly remember in one game. God, it was probably a lunar game. Encountering an atheist, and he immediately gets struck by lightning. <laughs> that feels like a lunar thing, doesn't that it? Felt like you hated lunar two so much. But that's one of the things that always struck me about lunar two is that like the religion is actually wrong. Like, the in Lunar 2, they're worshipping Alfina, but Alfina, that they're worshipping, the goddess that they're worshipping is a fake goddess, because the actual goddess gave up being the goddess a thousand years ago, and it's actually all a lie. So that's one of the things that I always liked about that game. But there still was that. a real goddess. Like, there still... There still was a real goddess, that's true. And there still yeah. weren't really atheists. Like, right. atheists don't exist. Mythologies are always yeah. true, uh, to an extent, mythological creatures are always true. Yeah, uh, and that's that's very interesting. What what else do we have? What what is part of the JRPG fabric? I'm gonna sit here till you come up with like one more. Cotton. The fabric of our lives. The fabric of JRPGs. They all have to have amazing hair, and they actually comment it on it in Dragon Quest XI, which I know I've told you before, but there's a kid in that Hawaii town, in that, like, island town, that if you talk to him, he's like, what? You're the luminary. You're the great hero. You can't be. You don't have cool hair. He's <laughs> like, you just, you just have, like, like very well washed and brushed straight hair. And he's like, you don't have legendary hero hair. Legendary heroes have to have... 
I sometimes wake up with legendary Cloud hero hair. hair. Yes, exactly. I call it having Final Fantasy hair syndrome. Yeah, you have to have hair like Cloud or like a Dragon Ball character to be the legendary hero. You can't have like a nice straight Bob <laughs> and be the hero because little kids won't believe you. So there you go. Unless you've got anything else, I think we've reached the end of our... For now, maybe we'll have another discussion as you we also, think about this. modern games have to have the option to date a 14-year-old. And thank you for joining us on Home on the RNG. We will talk to you next time. Russ, leave that child alone. Oh, please.